0: Welcome to your Lot and Parcel podcast. You will find this program to have your best interest at heart. You can help us to continue this library of educational topics to help you preserve your home and family. As a nonprofit organization, we would appreciate your monetary support. Here is your host, Benjamin F. Diaz.
1: This is Benjamin. Thank you for joining me. My guest speaks to video games, the responsibility of fatherhood and guiding our children through the media landscape. It brings a lighthearted approach to the topic and the ups and downs of it all. Question, what games are appropriate and beneficial for our kids? Well, he'll be talking about that. What are the biggest pitfalls to watch out for with gaming children? He will also be touching on that. He's also the host of... Along with his co-host, Jeff Smalley, of the popular New Dad Gaming podcast that I think that every parent should listen to, let's bring him on to our show, Trevor Alexander. Of course, uh, video gaming is fun and exciting. Uh, I know it is uh, for my kids, or were from, in fact, I got grandkids now. In fact, <laughs> to be honest with you, and uh, it is fun and exciting to spend time with friends and relatives, you know, develop uh, skills and teamwork. However, there's a caveat. There's a caveat, in fact, in just about everything, but uh, there are some risks. And I'm glad to have you on the show today, Trevor, to us to appreciate what those risks are. So before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your yourself and your personal mission, Trevor. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Well thanks so much for having me here. The So for myself uh, really it came up we started a podcast and it really came about quite naturally from a inflection point in mm-hmm. life and that was for myself becoming a father, a mm-hmm. very joyous, very happy, Occasion, of course, but it was definitely a a change of pace. I came from a world of startup companies and, you know, lots of grinding, many hours, just terrible hard work. Uh, Really enjoy myself, but the reprioritization of that into fatherhood, being present, being, you know, able, being around for my kids, was a big shift. And you know, that was a real reprioritization of everything, including what do my hobbies look like when you're a busy father, as I'm, I'm sure you can recall. Uh, a lot of stuff falls by the wayside as you're owning up to the responsibility of being a dad so it re- kind of took stock of everything and one thing I think that looked at was uh, I played video games all my life one of my favorite hobbies and it kind of started to fall by the wayside and I wondered you know was there a place for it was there a time to do it was it something that maybe I could enjoy with my kid my children when they came of age an appropriate age and lo and behold I reach out to a good friend of mine that i'd known from college jeff and started talking back and forth he himself had two kids next thing you know we're talking about tips and tricks and pitfalls of both fatherhood and gaming while being a father and gaming with kids and thus our podcast new dad gaming was born so Mm -hmm. i think the to summarize that as far as a mission you know it's really that support network and that uh, commiseration amongst fathers Like fatherhood is not easy. It's not simple. So let's get together and have an open, honest conversation about it and have a bit of a conversation too about what does it mean to be a father who enjoys video games and perhaps shares video games with their own kids.
1: There you go. Anytime you can interact with your children, uh, Trevor, I think it's commendable. Mm. I'm thinking about myself as you're telling me here. I've always had a home office, you know, just to be there for the kids, you know, so Mm. That's a good quality that you have. And I admire that very much uh, to be a good dad is hard work. Um, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you I raised three kids and they're grown and gone. I got three grandkids, however, but mm-hmm. uh, so I spend time with them uh, as well. So it's good. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. So let me ask you along those lines, as far as playing uh, video games, any thoughts on, on what age is appropriate uh, for a child to play these games?
2: Yeah, it'd be great if it was really prescriptive. as yeah. in we just had a uh, yeah. one true label that said six. Yeah. And everybody just <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. But, but I think it's very much per household, per child, you know, per comfort level. Um, mm. But and it, it kind of depends on which and what. And I think you really kind of follow a lot of your parent, parental instincts. There's You will probably keep some of the more violent movies or shows away from kids of a certain age. And that too falls, I think, into the kids. So I think you'll want to wait until four, five, six, eight, 12 to introduce in the various properties as their capability to handle certain events within games uh, increases. And, you know, I can remember greatly the benefit of having a tablet I I don't, when you raise your kids, I can't imagine you had uh, tablets like iPads and such Mm. to entertain them. But for a six hour flight, a four oh. hour car ride.
1: <laughs> Gosh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah.
2: They'd be able to give them a, an iPad and let them play some games. And even mm-hmm. with those, we kind of liked them because a lot of them were, you know, pick out what letter is a, or trace this number, or, you know, what is these, what is four plus four? And if you get it right, you get an animation. So I think even at, you know, at two or three, we were able to get them into some manner of it. That was kind of educational and age appropriate for dexterity and like learning. Mm-hmm. And then as they've slowly come a bit older, four or five, six, you can introduce them to some kind of more family friendly fare as far as like maybe some light racing games or puzzle solving just to get their minds into the right spot.
1: Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. You know, children, um, well, you, like you said, there's different levels. I mean, um, what age do you can a child start riding his bike uh, hmm. without the training wheels, that sort of thing? <laughs> so pretty much the same principle, I think. You know, climbing a tree, playing ball, That's sort oh, yeah. of, So uh, gaming, I, I, to me, it just it's 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 an added uh, to the list of what kids can do. However, with uh, with some caveats there, and of course, it takes per, uh, parents to to oversee that, as you indicated. Mm-hmm. So uh, so, how much is uh, too much then? When playing games,
2: yeah, I think um, it's going to be it's going to be a lot with the behavior. I think you're you know your child as your Mm -hmm. as the father or mother of course, and seeing how the kids reacting are they upset if you take something away? Is that the only thing they want to do? You know, is their mood changing greatly? And you could probably at that point gauge. You know what? You've probably gone a little bit too far. So much like other media, I think it, you're kind of safe to say maybe 30 minutes here or there, most an hour or two, depending on the age and what they are consuming. Mm-hmm. But certainly keeping it restricted so it's a pleasant tree and not a norm. I suppose that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. So it's not so much, uh, uh, well, the 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 the, 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 uh, the screen time, um uh, of course, uh, you, you you limit that depending on the child, but uh, mm. it's really what they're doing, right? The, the game, the games that they're playing. Me, I, I don't, I don't have any experience in the video games. I, um, I'm from the uh, pterodactyl time, you know. I, I, just, <laughs> I just wasn't, a, didn't have any games like that. But uh, well, so what kind of games do you look for? I mean, uh, learning games, or tell me about that.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. I think. And it's honestly part of the show is where we do want to provide some um, visibility into mm-hmm. that side of things, because mm-hmm. as you mentioned with caveats, like that's a perfect word for it because there tend to be a few insidious parts of the industry. And then for instance, yes. like I remember lo- looking mm-hmm. at my, um, I was at work and I started getting all these email notifications. It's like, Hey, th- thank you so much for your recent purchase of like $6 on this uh, item. And then, thank you so much for this purchase of $12 for this item. It's like, what is this? What's happening? My son had somehow wormed his way through the game into something called microtransactions.
1: Mm. So you,
2: you buy a game, but if you want them to have a particular hat or something, the hats or these clothing packs will cost $6, $12 extra money. And you know, embarrassment of embarrassment, despite running a sh- podcast for dads who game, I didn't lock down my system appropriately. So next thing you know, my son is doing all these (laughs) microtransactions, just bleeding me dry on my credit card, buying a bunch of stuff. Mm. So uh, I think with that, like, it's really good to be aware of it, right? Like uh, aware of what your kid is doing. So Mm -hmm. even even if you're not going to be someone who participates in the game with with your kids or your grandkids, even having some kind of underlying understanding about what the um, mechanisms that exist within them. Mm -hmm. is really useful and and accordingly then you can make those to come back to the original question on what type of games you can make those kind of decisions and one of them can be does this game include microtransactions or subscription fees that i should be aware of is it you know heavily violent is it fun what's the age appropriateness and i think really what's very cool is if there's any of the educational games of course so if they can be Learning how to draw out their letters, uh, doing math, mm-hmm. conjugation, anything, that's great. Uh, if they do want to get into the more kind of game games, I, I think I find things like uh, Stardew Valley, which is a farming simulator. And that's literally you are a farmer, you have to plant crops and water them and tend to them, mm-hmm. take care of them, which, you know, said as plainly sounds kind of boring, but it's one of the most engaging video games out there
1: really
2: right and so the there's that type of responsibility and maintenance ones there's games like minecraft which is you can think of it like a digital lego set mm-hmm. it, it is a world of just blocks stacked upon blocks and they can combine them to create crazy things and their own adventures and seeing your kids kind of come up with creative solutions in these sandboxes can be a lot of fun mm-hmm. so you know anything i think that Age appropriate, family friendly, and can spark creativity, a little bit of room to grow out their own fun is really great choices for kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see where it uh, it does uh, stretch the envelope on their imagination and mm-hmm. figure things out. And uh, it does exercise the mind. I know that. Uh, are there, because uh, I, I know, uh, Trevor, that there is a media bias out there. Mm-hmm. uh from talking to different ones you know i guess like I, I, I i don't play video games but uh, to me the, the, there appears to be a media bias but uh could it be maybe uh well are there any studies where children have been affected psychologically
2: yeah the they seem to be more and more coming out and i and you you really nailed it on the head i think there was certainly just a gut reaction to the mm-hmm. negative mm-hmm. and i'll be honest like. Video games in the early days did themselves no favors. Like it was really about shock and awe, uh, Mm. violence and, you know, very immature really, if we're honest about it. And Mm -hmm. it it does us no favors to pretend that it's uh, there's not darker elements to it. There is addiction. There is the, the money wasting that we mentioned before. So it's certainly all things to be aware of. Um, So there was a bias to it and some of it well-founded to be honest. Uh, But we have started to see some that especially the most interesting ones that I found with some of the studies is that if the parents engage with the kids Mm -hmm. while they're playing it, there can be some really great educational and beneficial parts. So you're asking them questions about what they're doing, why they're doing that thing. Oh, is this a challenge? Like, what's another way that we can solve it? You're kind of, you know, prompting them to cement the learning and kind of go beyond what they're just currently doing. Um, and, and if I may I'll try, try to read quick as I can, the, when I, we were chatting before I, I had reached out to, for some studies online, the mm-hmm. one from a website, early intervention, which that one's run by uh, Northwestern university. Okay. It, um, it went through a couple of studies and kind of summarized it. And I thought it did so quite kind of nicely and sure. even keel, Uh, Researchers found that video games and apps that were interactive and educational had a positive effect on children's brain development. However, violent and exclusively entertaining media had a negative effect on child brain development. One study showed that educational games can help preschoolers learn coding, literacy, and math skills. Another study focused on characters in educational games showed that creating a strong bond with an in-game character can improve the child's learning. Study that looked at games that involved movement and exercise called exergames found the games can help improve children's decision making and overall main functions of the brain. Many studies have looked at the effect that parents can have on children's learning when watching educational TV shows with them. When parents watch and interact with the content with their child, i.e., asking questions and praising correct answers, children learn better from the program. So then uh, as a result of this, the American Academy of a pediatrics encourages parents to watch educational shows with their children. And now parents are encouraged to play educational video games with their children to improve learning <clears throat> learning. Yeah. So you know, I think that kind of hits in some ways on the mission we're on where it's the active role of participating with those video games to try to lock in what could be some educational benefits.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking about the last couple of years, uh... Trevor, that we were sequestered, you know, I imagine Mm. there was a lot of video games being played. Oh my goodness. What what have you, what have you learned or heard about that?
2: Oh, everybody I've talked to, it's, it's a certain embarrassment that people admit these things. And I I can relate to a personal one. Unfortunately, uh, my entire family here caught COVID Um, Mm. and thankfully everyone's fine. Everyone made it through uh, Mm. fine. So counter blessings Mm. there,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but I'll say one, one of the problems, it was such a pandemic. I can't bring anybody in to help with the kids. Mm. And funny enough, the kids are, of course, they had it, but they're running at 110%. They may mm. as well have had no illness. Meanwhile, mom and me are just floored. <laughs> just yeah. in pain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that week the kids played a whole lot of video
1: games <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> because like, bless it's, we had no help. We had no time and we were just so sick. It was, you know what, for this week, kids, just it's your treat and <laughs> play as much as you want you the xbox it. is your babysitter yeah. there, there's not much else we can do so you know obviously racked with guilt but a little bit helpful a little happy that it was there to at least help us kind of sail through what was a very difficult time
1: yeah yeah well that's great because uh, I, I you know i wondered about that you know i i know what i did i during those two years, I, in fact, I, I launched this podcast during this, those two years, to be quite <laughs> frank with you. I, 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 I picked up more on, the, uh, playing an instrument for one thing. I mean, nice. you know, just, just trying to entertain yourself, you know, and mm-hmm. to try to get through the, all the mess, but, uh, but here we are, uh, hopefully, uh, the, uh, it's behind us. I, I hope, um, mm-hmm. I'll but, say, um uh,
2: mm-hmm. sorry, not to interject, but just the, You just reminded me of a great point where the so my co-host Jeff on the show, he found great solace for his kids. They're a little bit older and Mm. they found great solace in being able to meet up with their friends online Mm. in these games. So with Minecraft specifically, which is the block building, you know, Lego world, they would be able to meet up on servers that they created and do custom games and interact. So at a time when you're told you cannot see your friends here they yeah. are in this entirely interactive medium, being able to have at least some degree of socialization. So, yeah. you know, yeah. call it a nice little reprieve amongst uh, what's been a very difficult couple of years.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I can see that uh, uh, being on the uh, together play. It's, it's a digital digital playground, is mm-hmm. what that is, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I mm-hmm. can well imagine, even though I, um, I did, but I can well imagine. Uh,
0: You are listening to Your Lot and Parcel podcast. We invite you to tell a friend and to leave a rating and your commentary. We thank you in advance.
1: We're discussing a subject that is very dear to my heart, and that is protecting and guiding our children through the world of video games, which is fraught with many issues, as you will know. It is a digital playground that we as parents need to oversee very carefully. And my guess makes it clear the responsibility that we have as parents do you have a follow any question about gaming the link in the show notes will take you straight to where you can learn more on this topic let's resume our visit with trevor alexander but uh, what are what are some of the biggest pitfalls however trevor to to watch for Hmm.
2: yeah and, and like i said like a, a parent knows their child yeah now, i think true. that's kind of what that's kind of on a real positive things that have come out yeah. with parenting recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you now are related to a custom store. At some point we had, uh, you know, we were moving houses, busy time at work for myself. Just, you know, the world stacked against us. And we had mm-hmm. slipped into a rhythm where the our oldest was playing more video games than he should have been, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And what we noticed was that whenever we, would refuse him or cut off his time. He was particularly moody, you know, everything became about it. So he really Mm -hmm. sort of showed that obsession. And, you know, when we kind of got back on our feet, we had that Frank conversation with each other. It's like, no, we've, we've got to stop this. Like, this isn't great. Mm -hmm. And it actually, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like it actually even showed itself at school where he had started to not really perform very well. Mm -hmm. So with all those factors in, it was just the family sit down and a frank, earnest but loving conversation with him that this is what's happening. And until we see some improve improvement, we're not blaming him necessarily. Because sure. what, what kid does not want to play a lot of games? It's yeah. not his fault, and yeah. you can't expect yeah. him to self regulate. Right. But it's like w- this is what's happened. Like we've gone too much, and because of this with school and the way you've acted at home, X, Y, Z. Accordingly, we're, we're going to remove him so we're going two weeks without and at the end of two weeks if everything's going good we're going to work together on a plan for how much you can play and still maintain this but mm-hmm. you know, know that video games are like the treat it's the benefit of doing great work good school work being respectful yeah. and yeah. if all those are met we're happy to like definitely play some of those and he turned it around he did he turned around kids seem to be so malleable mm-hmm. you know he, he really just swung, swung right around is doing great yeah. accordingly so the you know, the pit, the pitfalls make themselves very apparent. It's certainly, it's an amazing medium. It's built, uh, it's custom built to be, I don't want to call it addictive, but just very rewarding mm-hmm. and enjoyable. It's a, you know, it's a medium of like immense enjoyment. So for a child who might have some trouble self-regulating, it's about really uh, vocalizing the limitations to make sure they don't go too deep into it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I can relate to that. You know, in anything mm-hmm. you do, a child. When I was a as a kid, of course, they didn't have any iPhones. Not even, <laughs> nothing like that, right? So, um, you know, I I I had a lot of play in me, uh, uh, Trevor. And when I was given chores, oh, I'd always do it perfunctorily, you know, and. And just, uh, of course. just hide everything instead of putting things up. And I'm, I, I enjoyed playing ball, baseball, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I enjoyed that uh, a lot and, uh, football, but, um, I can liken that to, um, um, you know, uh, gaming, uh, cause it is exciting. I, I, I mm-hmm. know it is, um, so my question to you because I know if I had me an iPhone in class sitting there I'm in the middle of the class oh, and I'm bored to death I mean teachers talking to you you know and I say this respectfully you know some some teachers I had it was like <laughs> watching paint dry you know oh my god but yep. uh, and I was a dreamer I was looking I was looking out the mm. window but if I had me an iPhone I'd be there sitting playing games mm. I know I would I sure. I I I can admit that. So uh, how does a child how can you how can you have self-control uh mm. during class time like that or during homework time let's say.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think honestly to be fair I don't I don't think you can expect it of them. I mean mm. these these games and these devices like they're built to ensnare folks, yeah, you yes, know. So yes. yeah. And it's about admitting that, recognizing it and doing your best to shepherd them and much like you wouldn't it's a little bit different, of course, with um, modern video services, but even so you can have a, a child's account, just like you wouldn't open your adult's account into mm-hmm. Netflix or Disney, or just mm-hmm. like you wouldn't rent them an adult movie with a bunch of violence.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You wouldn't would let them have certain games or you would not, and you wouldn't just give them the remote and walk away, let them watch 12 hours of TV. You'd want to limit it. You'd want to say, no, that like this is the time that this exists. Yeah. And yeah plenty of ways to do so the devices itself many of them will actually um nintendo switch tends to be one of the better ones but you can actually limit times Mm. so the kid has their account and they can log in and you can set a time limit like you can only play uh, for an hour and afterwards this device will turn off and the Mm. device kind of self turns off for you
1: is that right i didn't know that Mm-hmm. You know, and- it shows how much I know about these things, but you, can see, you can, in the in the settings, you have settings for that,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, parental controls. There's a, there's a lot parental that these control, companies okay. are doing, you know, and yeah. I think that's they. It's it's a funny set of um desires that these companies have because, of course, they want as much playing as possible. But if there's mm-hmm. terrible tolls taken on kids, they are also going to be seen bad. So they have tried to equip parents with some tools to help set those restrictions when perhaps your little ones themselves can't which is understandable
1: i think that's a good deal yeah i I, I like that part of it absolutely i I can
2: much like you i can only imagine what i would have been like in class with an iphone (laughs) yeah oh (laughs) my
1: (laughs) gosh yeah and it's uh oh yeah of course i i uh, didn't have a clue what was coming as far as technology and everything but uh, Mm -hmm. i kept myself doing other things uh, but i know i would have uh, with an iphone but so let me ask you, uh, Trevor, what can parents do if you find your child uh, playing with strangers on a server? Mm-hmm. How do you handle that?
2: Yeah, that's, that could be the most worrisome part of mm-hmm. gaming, modern gaming. So mm-hmm. it, it's really great to bring up. Uh, I think a lot of it starts at prevention, honestly. You know, So I, I mentioned with my co-host, Jeff, whose kid... Was joining servers of their friends locally, mm. so you know being engaged and being around them to make sure who are who are you gaming with, like what this session that you started, who are you playing with, and then have them you know the, oh this is my friend Daryl, like you know Daryl, and you can monitor it to make sure that's going well. Mm. Um, I think even my uh, six year old had played a game online with some strangers but the reason it was okay is in the sense that there's no communication so there's no chat there's no uh, messaging it was literally just your you know silly character along with his silly character trying to achieve some things so it's very shallow and the opportunity to actually interact with each other was absolutely cut to a minimum which is great um, and also too with the parental controls if you make the systems aware that it is a kid it'll also kind of restrict it yeah. so you know the really the way to do it is i think prevention is just you know making sure that you have some handle on who they're chatting with how they're engaging and how the systems work to make sure they're safe mm-hmm. and setting up parental controls as best you can with internet to try to avoid any any interactions that you could deem to be worrisome
1: yeah i know some kids i mean they'll play games i mean with uh, we're over here in the Western uh, hemisphere, you know, and, and playing with somebody <laughs> yeah. over down under in Australia somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's so uh, the, the playground, let me say it, uh, mm. it's so, so, so uh, vast, you know, it's just, yeah. uh, you kind of wonder about this, but like you say, you know, it just takes good parenting. And yeah, I uh, earlier good. I mentioned about a digital playground. I mean, uh it, it, on a literal playground, of course you would watch with your kids, mm-hmm. who, who are they playing with? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's the same, same uh, concept, same principle. Yeah. I
2: think there's a few stories where, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think at some point as your child does grow older and they're able to take on more responsibilities, there is just trust. At some point you'll have to trust. And I think Good. with, yeah. you know, just stirring much like you said, playgrounds at some point, your child will go to the playground by themselves Exactly. as they have to, you can't, you cannot mm-hmm. constantly be there for mm-hmm. their sake and for your own. But before those things happen, it's the sit down and, and it's the conversation. It's like, listen, um, people generally are very good. Like that's just the rule of humans, but every now and then there's people who aren't. Sure. So you need to be very careful with how you talk and how you interact with people to make sure that, the other person has your best interests at heart and you need to be careful. If they ask for personal information, don't give it. You don't know who they are. Mm. If they ask for X, Y, Z or photos or anything, you know, nonsense like that, you know, that I trust you, my child, to like to show some, now that you're older, to show some uh, degree of awareness, to yeah. be cautious. So, yeah. you know, I think you, for younger ones, it's about monitoring and for older ones, it's about just loading them with all the information so they understand how to interact
1: exactly yeah yeah there's a, there's a point you got to trust and uh, mm. for them to use good judgment and so forth you know i i remember the illustration of uh, ch- raising a child is much like having a spring Uh, in your hand your hand is tight you know and but then you let it out slowly you know Mm. if you let it out too quickly it'll spring out of your hand out of control but you just let it out slowly you know i think it's very much like that with kids you know Hmm. so uh, good parenting is a good thing so what are your thoughts uh, whether a a professional gamer is a viable (laughs) career today what do you think of that because i I don't know anything about it what do you think
2: it's, ab- it's never been more viable and it's hilarious because. Is that right?
1: It, yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> so, the, you know, I'm sure you, you're you aware of the Far Side comic. Uh,
1: the, uh, I might I have heard it, but you see, I. Yeah. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, well, the famous comic. It's from like uh, ages ago. I think it's 20, 30 years old. It often okay. has like cows and farmers just. Okay. okay. The Far Side. It, it's yeah, wild. Yeah. But, but, they, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. kind of famously, he. He put together this one comic where it was two proud parents standing in front of their child Mm. and they're thinking about his future. It's like, oh, professional Nintendo player, like Mm. big money, Mm -hmm. and as if it to be be a huge joke because it would never be perceived, you know, like as you first heard of a video game, the leap to say, oh, yeah, you'll be able to make money playing this game. Never would think of it. But Mm -hmm. the avenues to do so now, there's so many. It's actually... It is viable, certainly. Like, the one of the most obvious tracks and the uh, most one to one with normal jobs is just working in the gaming industry. It is a trillion dollar industry. Is There's, right? My it gosh. Is, okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's up there with movie making, honestly. And with. Oh. Yeah. So they need designers, they need programmers, they need Mm -hmm. marketing and content and voiceover and illustrations like the, every Mm. facet of the creation of these, you know, mammoth properties Mm -hmm. require people. So if you, if they have a passion for it, you can just build the games Uh, beyond that for the actual playing the two ways to go about it. Otherwise are one is streaming Mm -hmm. so that, it's gotten as such right now that there's these personalities, people who are so entertaining to watch as they play video games, that they'll be on a website like Twitch. It's called twitch.tv mm-hmm. and people will pay monthly to subscribe to these people. they will be given extra access and benefits and chats type of thing. So mm-hmm. the, the person's only job is to, you know, every day or every couple of days go onto this platform and play a game live while a bunch of other people watch them interesting yeah and they make some people can make wonderful money it's a it's a it's difficult to get into as you can imagine yeah. a lot of people would like to do that for a living
1: <laughs> oh well, yeah, I would yeah. Think, uh, yeah yeah have fun and get paid for it uh, can can, mm-hmm. can can you provide a range of how much can be uh, oh earned? certainly
2: so so some of the smaller streamers can do a passive income like a smaller income something like a thousand two thousand a month Mm-hmm. the there's some that make it a full-time job so they're making five to ten fifteen thousand a month wow and honestly some of the the upper echelon and this is the hardest of the hardest to get to they're making a hundred thousand dollars a month
1: Good. playing mm-hmm.
2: games online
1: oh wow. yeah yeah <laughs> <I'm> i know <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. unbelievable it's
2: hard to fathom <laughs> it
1: is it is a uh well you know uh yeah. but um well, that's interesting to me because um, I know my grandson, he likes to play games and he tells me about this, you know, mm. oh, I met somebody um, oh, on the other side of the country that uh, got involved in playing together, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. It, to me, a lot of it, it's, um, I, I still scratch my head about, but I, I'm learning. I, I am learning <laughs> yes. with, with with you talking to me as well. I'm learning here. My oh, gosh. Yeah, but,
2: also, uh, Oh, so the only one to throw it is the, um, it's becoming more popular to, there's also professional leagues. Uh-huh. So there is tournaments and for this game or this game, the team that wins will get 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 bigger and bigger prizes. So mm-hmm. this, besides the entertainment version, where you're just entertaining to watch people, you know, pay for the privilege, mm-hmm. there's also the professional, like the more and more professional level, where you're so good, you're one of the best in the world and you can compete in tournaments. One of the popular examples being that up here, actually in Canada, a teen from Montreal, I think he was 16, won $4 million in a tournament, a gaming tournament.
1: My goodness.
2: Yeah. So he
1: retired. Uh, (laughs) Just like, yeah, yeah. it
2: was just shake your head moment. Like again, trying to fathom explaining this to a younger version of yourself.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, I can, I can see, you know, they they do have tournaments for playing chess, you know, and I mean, Mm -hmm. different kinds of sports, I guess, falls into the same. Principal, I—I by the looks of it, Um, Trevor. How can my parents, uh, my parents, uh, parents, (laughs) maybe my parents, too? (laughs) I I, I need a lot of help here. But how can parents reach out to you for more information on this topic, Trevor? Yeah, absolutely.
2: So we, uh, so we run the podcast weekly uh, for the actual show itself, and that's just us falling through the, you know, living life as parents as our kids grow up, uh, age range of four to twelve or thirteen. And otherwise, you can find us at our website, newdadgaming.com. And that's the same name for the podcast, New Dad Gaming. And that's our same handle on Twitter as well. So we're, you know, best way, any questions, any way that we might be able to help, but we really adore talking to other parents, kind of sharing this hobby and trading stories and assisting whoever we can. So the website, newdadgaming.com, great way to reach out to us.
1: That's great. Um, And that's twice a week, you say, right? A no,
2: once, a, once a week uh, once show. a week that's right
1: okay mm-hmm. okay very good well that's commendable i uh anytime you you know you, you like i said earlier you interact and help your children and, and also about what you're doing you're helping other parents you know uh, uh it's a great thing uh, you're a good dad trevor i want you to know you are oh, you, so. you, you're a good dad i want you to keep up the good work and i i thank you for being on your lot and parcel show trevor
2: Oh, an absolute honor. Thank you so much for the kind words. I think we're all just trying to do our best. And if you do that humbly, you know, you'll probably end up in a great place. So thanks so much for having me today.
0: Thank you for listening. The theme music has been provided by Echo Foxtone. All the opinions expressed in the podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org. We trust you will sponsor our informative podcast with your generosity. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org.